Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Welcome back to the immigrant section. I'm your host Abbas Wahab, and in the studio today we got Rush Kazi. What's going on? Hey. Yo, let's address the elephant in the room. Wait, wait, wait. Let's stop for a second. That music was Rush Hour? Uh, no, that was Chris Tucker at the beginning. Yeah. You know, do you want to say the words of him? Come on, man. I, made, I actually made that in like... I was just coming up with some funny quotes that... There's like, some Rush Hour in there. That's yeah, from that's, Rush Hour. Was that for me? Do you understand? No. What do you think I actually <laughs> made that specifically Wouldn't for that you? Wouldn't be great, though? Yeah, I would actually do that. Just imagine I have that kind of time. I just like, yeah, this is this is a layered <laughs> reference for their personality. I have nothing going on in my life. I'm just making these super tailored intros. That'd be super awesome. I feel very special and loved. Just drop that mic a little bit and turn it just so I can see your face right now. <laughs> is this okay? <laughs> like talking. Yeah. No, you could turn the whole thing. So it's like off to the left and like the mic. Yeah, there you go. Does this sound better? Yeah, there you go. I feel like I look like Predator right now. Well, yeah, well, it was even worse from the other angle. <laughs> so right now for background, <laughs> the all uh, in the Toronto comedy scene, there's a big situation going down where uh, no names getting dropped, but some people have been doing some <laughs> shady, shady shit. We're audio recording this on uh, <laughs> Monday, right? So people have some context about something that, that just happened. Yeah, 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 right? Actually, yeah, this will come out next week, so it's like it'll be old news by then, by yeah. the time they're hearing <laughs> this. This will just be like opening up an old wound, you know? There'll be five other podcasts that have already covered and aired this story yeah i pretty much the way it's looking right now is <laughs> the idea of someone evading a uh a it was car a hit, accident it was a hit and run so but, i'll uh, how about it? you tell it from your perspective my perspective is i don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> my husband texted me while i was heading over down on the ttc to meet up with abbas and i was told that this uh Facebook group was exploding and on fire. <laughs> and I'm like, what's happening? That's like, the Toronto comedy scene. Every t every city's comedy scene has a uh, like a a center point for a Facebook group that like all of the bookings and communication happens from there. This one, ours is called T Suck. So, Toronto stand up community. Yeah, and so it was much, on fire. <laughs> yeah. So a comedian. I'm at a show in Brampton right before coming to do this podcast. <laughs> And I'm coming from my hometown, London. I was there for the weekend. I I hit up my boy Jamie's. He's uh, the other uh, host of the Shouldn't Wet Beak with Real Shake. <laughs> oh, Jamie's. Yeah, I mean that's that's where I was at. He runs a great show in Brampton. If you're listening to this from Brampton, Ontario, check out every Monday night at Nacho Mama's Jamie's show. I go to do a spot, and the comedian shows up, <laughs> and apparently, so it. Sounded it. This is how the story got told. Okay, this is out there. We're saying no names, but apparently, this person was driving all of three other comedians from <laughs> Toronto. It's like Brampton's right outside to Toronto. He was the driver, <laughs> and apparently, he hit a car on the way there. And it seems that it's a possibility he wasn't sober, he may have been drunk driving because. Uh, the way the looks of it is that he talks to the driver, flees the scene, supposedly. Again, I don't car. know any of this. With the car, with the car, the leaving three the three other comics. don't feel comfortable going back in the car. And this motherfucker has the audacity to show up to the show. <laughs> that is love for the game. Are you serious? What? Obviously, this person could possibly be going to prison and he endangered <laughs> people's lives. Uh, yeah, like you can't be. Doing I shit. Am if not it's true, by this. if it's true, yo, there's gonna be charges. I mean, that's just the reality of things. There's three people in that car who are like, yo, we wouldn't even go back in the car. Then, yeah, no. By they the time this thing comes out next week, we'll see what happens. But the point is, for <laughs> for someone to be in that supposed predicament and still show up to the comedy show, that just shows you the level of he's so dedication committed. this game needs. So committed to comedy. <laughs> he's like, he's showing up, just like, hey, uh, what number am I on the? <laughs> what, did you make the lineup yet? What number am I, dude? Didn't you just almost kill three people? No, no, no. It's it's all cool. It's worked out. <laughs> They're Ubering here. It's fine. 
No, they're not. (laughs) I don't think they're Ubering anywhere other than home. That piece of gossip uh, aside, like I said, by the time you're hearing this shit, maybe all the facts would have been out. But anyways, Rush, that's that's neither here nor there. What's going on with you? You are a fucking super interesting person. Oh, man. Am yeah, I an interesting hell person? Yeah, hell what yeah. are we going to talk about today? Well, when you run your Hawaii mics, you do that your little biography intro. That 10 minutes, you've cultivated like your 10 minute, that act you do at First the First of all, it changes every time. And you're just not there all no, the time. Okay, true, yeah. true. I'm not actually there all the time. I'm not saying you do the same shit. The point is, some people do a lot of observational stuff. All your shit goes through the chapters of your life, and you have some fucking interesting <laughs> chapters. Seriously. So, I to begin with, we are both children of cab drivers. We my, are. My dad, uh, student, you know, my dad's Sudanese. Yeah. And I moved here in first grade, and from first grade until pretty much I graduated high school, and even went to university, and even into university. So, for about 15 years, my dad was driving cabs six days a week. Yeah, so my dad started driving a cab when I was in grade five. Before that, before he moved, were you to, born here? Just the uh... I was born in Montreal. Okay, and so he was working in like Greek restaurants and stuff like that. Which, and your dad, you know, every brown person works in a Greek restaurant. That's like a rule for every brown man. Your dad's like uh, Ethiopian. Or... My parents are from Bangladesh. Oh, okay, okay, true. Yeah. I fucked that up completely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at your skin tone and trying to like do math. I and could shit. be anything. I'm what they call racially ambiguous. Yeah. You should get into acting. That's that's what they're looking for. I was cast as a white person a lot when I did acting. I really had to maintain dark hair so that my skin just looked paler. So it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. like contrast. We'll, yeah. we'll contrast magic. Yeah, her. some contouring makeup. This <laughs> yeah. is a white girl Misdirection. with a tan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never go into the sun. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, my dad was a cab driver. He was an accountant in Bangladesh, which is my dad was an economist. Oh like, my God. Uh, In finance. Look at that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you were an engineer. And they don't recognize that shit, right? Yeah, what? They don't recognize that shit when you come well, to Canada. Like, he did some junior accounting briefly, but like as like uh, as a volunteer or like co-op placements, but he wasn't getting actual work. I think accents really throw people off. Yeah, definitely. that's why we're such disappointments it's... to our parents. We don't have <laughs> accents, and we just don't go where they couldn't go. And they're like, yeah, they're like, if I had if I had no accent, I'd be fucking killing it right now. <laughs> yeah. You fucking, you fucked up the whole opportunity. Yeah, that's what your dad sounds like. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm trying to do your dad. <laughs> oh, my dad, oh, yeah. No, I, I played along. I was, I was, <laughs> Mister. I was, I'm one of six kids. I was a middle kid, and I played the good boy hand. You know Are you what I mean? Third or fourth? Fourth. Oh, so yeah. like later middle. So you're basically the baby. Well, they stopped after me for three years. I was the one where they're like, okay. So you were get the in. baby at one point. Uh, but I was the middle only. My Brother one year older than me was all one year older than me. Okay. So it was like two babies when they had when they had me I don't know if they had planned to have another one one year after because they already had three. There's three older than me Yeah, and we just had one now. We just have another one like okay, let's Rain this back a little bit. They didn't have one for three more years and then they had another one a year after that Yeah, so they slowed down. So anyways, I played the (laughs) hand where I did it. I did the engineering You know, I like I I got the degree. I work in law. I get it. We did the things. (laughs) Yes So we did the things yeah. They're not necessarily disappointed. Like, we went the way they wanted us to They're go. They're still disappointed. You know that. Yeah, true. Like, I what mean, are you saying? Who are you lying to? White I mean, people who are listening? Like, <laughs> just, no. no. My parents aren't necessarily disappointed. They just look at me a little confused, you know? They're just like, so... Because I'm, like, complaining about, like, all these little hustles I do now. So yeah. like, the, the engineering, you just... There's no engineering job you could do. You just... <laughs> You can't just get a job for a little bit longer. You can't just go back. Like, what are you doing? Cause right. Because like, you're not doing, doing it before. at all, right? I, I was doing fine before, right? So my parents are still happy that I'm doing full-time stuff, and they're happy that I'm getting paid through comedy. Like, if I tour, I get paid money, or I get flown out to, like, Montreal or something. They're, like, they're proud of those instances. Yeah. And they're happy that I did JFL 42 this year. But the time in between that? But from until like this year and last year, before last year, they really hated what I was doing, even though it wasn't really interfering with my day job in any way. They're just like, stop it. Also, I got married last year. So maybe now that I'm someone's wife, they don't care anymore. Yeah, that's the whole game. That yeah. old school game is like, <laughs> now someone, now you're someone else's liability. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, they have to make sure you're fine and all that stuff. They don't have to worry right, as much. Right. My husband's a student and I, I'm paying for the school. An engineering and- student. Yeah, no, you just they know where he's not. going. They bred, your parents just bred someone just looking for engineers. Look, huh? I dated three other engineers before him. So what is it about engineers? <laughs> I don't know that they're engineers when I date them at first. They but just got, end up being one. Well, I mean, if we're if you're being honest, what qualities do they all have that are somewhat similar that we could tie to engineers? Oh, gosh, I mean, I, come on, they're all engineers. It has to be something. They like building stuff. 
So that's good because I don't want to like set up like. So you guys first dates like Home Depot and. Like... <laughs> no, not building like that stuff. <laughs> like I can fasten the fuck out of that. He's just taking yeah. you in aisles, showing you what he could <laughs> hypothetically do. Just if, setting if up my surround and... sound system for me is always good. You Ooh, know what I yeah. mean? Or like if my cell phone's fucked, someone's fixing it. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to deal with some Apple quote unquote geniuses. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Come back at 4.30, six days from now. You're like, this is my home button. Like, Can you address this now, possibly? Uh, I don't use Apple products, other than my MacBook. So I do use an Apple product, never mind. My husband just fixed my MacBook recently. The builder. (laughs) The builder. The build. So you did law, and you ended up with... Uh, your husband is like gonna be an engineer. Yeah, and then I can so quit it, my job. That'll be all great. <laughs> kind of when you look back, take a step back. It all kind of worked out for your parents, like for oh the God. original goal. I feel like there was a lot of turns in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of confusing steps, like me raving for ten years. You know, that was confusing for them. Let's talk that raving period, please. Oh wait, wait, can I go back for a second Absolutely. to just talk about it's all like, you? You were saying how like I made all these turns to make the right moves or whatever. I remember like when I was planning my wedding, I'm like, I don't want to get married in an Indian wedding hall on the side of a highway. You know, like as they do. I MC those, by the way. Yeah, those are almost always like next to a highway for easy access. You know what I mean? And And cheap leasing costs. So like lesser plate costs is what it comes down to. Sure. But when you get inside, like it looks beautiful. And I I didn't think of that part. So I'm like destination wedding. Definitely going to do that. I'm going to get married on a beach. I'm going to do all these like ethnic like custom things where like they smear turmeric on you on the beach so I can just wash myself off in the beach water. Like, you know, very like different. Like there was a very specific plan. Yeah, yeah, my cousin <laughs> suggested it, so I just <laughs> ran with it. And then my parents like, we still want to do a party when we're back here. And I'm like, I'll just rent like a random arts and letters club and just cater it really cheaply. And my parents like, no, we want this. And then suddenly I ended up having a local wedding in an Indian hall. Exactly and, yeah. what you were avoiding. Yeah, yeah. And the decor <laughs> I'm choosing, I picked the colors, and I'm like, I'm watching Road to El Dorado. I'm like, these are beautiful colors. I want everything in this movie. And my sister's like, that's all Indian colors. I'm like, that... oh, shit, I'm having an Indian wedding right now. And you tr- tried so hard to yeah. run from it. And it's just what you actually like. Yeah, and I, I picked all the catering. It was an Indian buffet. Like, this is what fucking happened. <laughs> so it's like, like, no, I'm not doing it. I married a guy who's an engineering student, and we got married basically near a highway. <laughs> like That's locally. so fucking funny. It all ended up converging to exactly what your parents would have planned. Exactly. Anyways. You're like, no, 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 not there, 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 this, this, this. Different like, highway. That's a standard I want a different highway. <laughs> yeah, right? You're like, I want the 427. Yeah, it the, was the 427. Yeah. It was the 27. I that's got married premium, next to like... That's a premium highway. So it was way. originally supposed to be 427 and then because I had the destination wedding, it got cheaper and became just the 27 highway. That's a premium high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Rose Garden. And that hall is now gone. Those guys kind of screwed up some stuff. Oh, I don't want to get into it. I can diss them. They don't exist anymore. Those halls, I actually did a job where I had to go into a hall. They look like they're such a temporary setup. No! Really? It just looks like a... um, It's just a big space that they keep clean. You know? They keep (laughs) all all the tables to the side. No, the hall I saw was in Scarborough outside Toronto. It wasn't premium. There was no chandelier. No, okay. So basically, all the halls I looked at had chandeliers and beautiful chandeliers. But the one I went to had like really high ceilings. What? Was that a must for you? What a, no, but like it became a must when I realized that at least five of the Indian halls I looked at had decent chandeliers. Okay. I'm like, I'm not going to go to a hall without a chandelier. <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking kidding now me? Now you know the standard. <laughs> yeah, we had an in, like an indoor waterfall. It was like a waterfall wall. It was beautiful. Okay. They gave us some thrones to sit on. It was really bizarre. Who emceed the wedding? Uh, my friend Laura DeLabia, who's also a comic. Okay, okay. So yeah. what the hell? She was yeah. one of my bridesmaids. Very cool. Yeah, I've seen some weddings where they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to let the bride's brother do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, sometimes I'm invited to those where there's an opportunity where I could MC and I say like, okay, pay me that. Because it's like, I'm not going to do it for free. I'm working the whole time. I'm not enjoying it. Right. You know, I'm up there working agenda, this, that. But then they'll let their cousin do it. And it's just so, it's just tanking. And I just, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm so secretly. So you don't like, like offer it for free as a gift? Like, you know, if they're your, your friend? No, no, no. This isn't close, close. Okay. This is like a work thing from a distance. Okay. All my close friends, yeah, I hook it up for sure. Okay. Yeah, because like I, one of my ex-boyfriends who is an engineer uh, was asked to DJ a wedding for like another engineer. And that was his gift for the wedding. Like he showed up and DJed for... That's a huge saving to him financially. It'd be like, 
800 bucks to hire that person. That's true. That's a pretty sick gift. I think it's more expensive, like 1600 bucks to get a DJ. So that's a pretty serious gift. That's money back into that person's pocket. That's <laughs> yeah. a huge gift. The normal person gives 100 bucks, right? Well, th these were also like, yeah, as a gift? Yeah. yeah. But this was like a white person wedding, so the music wasn't that great. Yeah, well, that's that guy's fault. <laughs> the friend. <laughs> that's on him. That's not on the bride or the groom. Well, I mean, like, if they played music that they wanted. True. Yeah. Chicken dance. <laughs> Go, going back to the cab thing, were you, uh, did you ever hide that? When I remember when my dad drove a cab, because when I first came to Canada, I really wanted to, uh, <laughs> I really wanted to fit in, because I went to a high school that was, like, it had some of the uh, socioeconomic ghetto area, right. some of the middle class white, a lot, mostly middle class white. Okay. So I just really wanted to fit in and be like, pretend to be as normal middle class as possible. So I'd ask my dad to drop me off in the cab like a block before school. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I was like embarrassed by it. I think like, I'd be embarrassed by being dropped off in the cab too. I was never, I was walking distance from my high school. Yeah. In, uh, in L Same with five. me, I'm talking about like grade school. I'm not talking about high school. Oh, well in yeah. grade five, like my dad worked nights. Okay. So I'd be dropped off in like a regular car. Yeah. My and when my dad started working, <laughs> I mean, I, I was in a school where it was like mostly brown and black people and like East Asians. And so it was just like a mixture of like, nope, there was like Everyone three Everyone was people. getting dropped off in a cab. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There was no shame in it. It was yeah, more like yeah. embarrassing if you didn't have a cab driver down. Yeah, right? It's yeah. like, what? So your parents took the time to drop you off? Yeah. Do they not have a job? Yeah, exactly. Don't they have they to don't be have driving a, a cab? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, but in grade school, I was embarrassed by it. Like in, in high school, I ended up walking and whatever, but I thought that everyone would think that I'm poor. And I would like, I was so like aware of my financial status among all the people around me. So in high school, I was very much the person to be like, oh yeah, I'm really poor. I come from a really poor family. And because, like owning like, it? Really owning it. But that's because like, I went to a gifted high school where everyone was like really, really, really rich. Yeah. Like super so rich. So it's an angle to be poor. It was a different, yeah. different way to go for it. And for like, sure. I was hanging out with these like kids who were like super like upper middle class, kids of dentists and stuff like that. Like chiropractors, not like super, super rich, but like, you know, rich enough. Oh, yeah, upper middle class for sure. Yeah. And they were like, like always like. thousand or whatever. Yeah. And household they, were, income. <laughs> they were like the first <laughs> hipsters, it feels like, because they would all be like, let's go to Value Village and buy clothes. And I'm like. Like ironically. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd be going be like, this is what I can afford also. <laughs> you know? You're like, I'm going to be back here with my mom tomorrow. So. Yeah. Well, these guys were also Protestant. So they had like these weird like values and still like even though their parents were well off, they were not getting money. Oh. So I remember like I dated this guy who was like the president of the Christian Fellowship and he would wear one pair of shoes a year and it would basically fall off of his feet by Christmas and then he'd get a new pair and he would duct tape it together and then once I went to his house for dinner and meet the family and his mom like worked with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra and was a cellist and like his dad was a dentist and they had a gorgeous house and it just him didn't make any sense. Jesus. Yeah. Do they do that so it builds discipline? Builds discipline, character, Christian values or some crap. I don't know. And also like fucking poor arch support. You know what I mean? He's going to have like back issues and shit. Yeah. They well, call it character. You yeah, know? no. Well, he was really fit. He was an MMA fighter for like, yeah. Yeah. So you fit. dealt with, this is the guy you dated? This was the guy I dated, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was an MMA fighter for a brief stint. Uh, you know, he, he lost a, all he the a, skin yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> he had a brief uh, brush in with failure, and uh, he had two percent body fat though. It was two really percent. Yeah, that's it was shredded. very, it was very shredded. Two percent. That's that's like bodybuilding. That's like performance. Uh, he was very lean. It was very lean. He had looked like Bruce Lee, but like a white guy. Okay, so he's just super skinny white dude, and he had like default abs. I Come don't know on, if it's skinny. He was very strong. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say skinny. Yeah, well, how's he strong? strong? He was physically strong. He had muscles. Like I don't know. Did you witness him like bench pressing, or did you? Did he just look shredded? Like I'm saying, Bruce Lee isn't like. I wouldn't okay, call Bruce Lee Lee's a terrible skinny. example. Yeah, because he's call like Bruce super, skinny. super shredded. Yeah, but I'm saying typically when you have a skinny dude, like well, I used to be skinny until the point I was like 17. I I look dazed in my mind. No, but no, it's I know. I know the difference muscle. between skinny guys who have default muscle and people who are obviously working out. Okay, like he was right. working. So he had more than default muscle. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good, good. I'm just. I'm just. But he was also like a thrill sure seeker. We... Like he would go street luging. I don't know if you know about that. You know what luging is? No idea. Okay. So like I I don't even know if I know what luging is. I feel like you need <laughs> snow for it. Yeah, go, that does snow, sound like, like the winter like, sport. Like a, like a sled thing. So he would do it in the summer. On like a lay down like skateboard type situation and just lay down, go down streets. Huh. And he once fell off and like basically lost all the skin off of his back. And he was like, ha ha, hilarious. I'm like, you are bleeding a lot. Like this is dangerous. Everything you do is dangerous. 
Yeah, right. Just like so much skin damage. Yeah. <laughs> and those skin, those fucking uh, hard. Uh, What's it called road rash? Asphalt scraping. Yeah, road it rash. Sticks for it. years. You see that? I had one here in my knee when I was five, and I can still see it till this day. No, like, he real healed bad. super quick. He just duct taped the shit out of it, and within the next year, oh, it was gone. okay, it was like very light level. I guess it was like his. It just looked like his back was gone. But yeah, sure. <laughs> his back was gone. And just bye bye. Just to see <laughs> how scary would it be to see exposed spine? Okay, <laughs> like, it wasn't oh like his God. muscles were gone. <laughs> Oh my god. Does organs falling out the back like his kidneys are falling out? Or he's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I didn't want you to find out like this. He's a cyborg. He would sound normal. <laughs> yeah, no, but his voice box got is in the back and it got ripped <laughs> off. <laughs> it makes sense. I've defaulted to my robot voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Oh, go ahead. Ooh. I shouldn't be asking you questions. I'm sorry. What did you so uh have you been get, doing in the law game ever since you got out of high school? Like you went straight uh, no, high I school, don't. University <laughs> law game. I can't talk about what I did in the middle. In the middle, yeah. Y'all don't want to. I went to Katimavik after high school, and then I had a period of finding myself. <laughs> For how many years? I uh, I don't know, a lot. Um, raving, and then I went back to school. I went back to school in two thousand and six or seven. Went back to university, but I hadn't gone in the beginning, so I can't say back to. I started university two thousand six, even though I was done high school in two thousand and three. So there was like three years of just fucking around. And then while I was in university, I was still fucking around. So as you do, yeah, yeah. And I got a part-time job as like a legal secretary in two thousand and seven while I was in school. And then in oh seven, in... damn you! So you've been doing that for a minute. Yeah, yeah, but like not the same position. Like legal secretary is different than paralegal, legal assistant, law clerk. I did. A, I've done all of those things at this point. They sound in my head. They're like interchangeable. They're not. They're not. There's different levels. Legal secretary, well, like what I define as a legal secretary is someone who's like basically just working at a law firm but sits at the front desk and is reception. Okay, okay. But then like fills out really minor forms, like intake forms, but they have a legal slant to it. So you need to know some stuff legally. And then a legal assistant knows a lot more. You know how to create legal documents and you're probably listening to a lot of this is so fucking boring. Why am I talking what? about no, this? What? No, this is bad. This no, is so I, I don't know what this is. Like, law... I don't know that I assumed those were all the same thing. No, a, a law clerk will take legal evidence and put them and parse them out into charts so that people like lawyers can take them to trial. And paralegals do that as well. They research and they also go to court. Uh, paralegals can represent people up to $25,000 worth of civil damages at small claims court. Okay, and, and like fighting for tickets and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah. So they can work on their own without a lawyer's presence. Everything else needs a lawyer. So all those people you just mentioned and lawyers are under the same roof. Yes. What's the hierarchy like? Is there like what if you're all in the staff room together? Oh. Are the lawyers kind of like, hey, you're all looking pretty today, and you're like, ha, ha, ha or something like that? Well, or is I mean, we work in law, so sexual <laughs> harassment is not taken well. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? It's an office space, like. That that kind of stuff wouldn't even fly. Like as a group, I get it. That was like a terrible example, but just right. being like, "Hey, looking good today. I like that outfit. That's like not cool." Well, just a regular compliment. Yeah, I think yeah is one okay. on one. That's all. That's always fun, sure. right? Yeah. Okay. Why not? But what the hierarchy <laughs> besides harassment stuff? Is I mean, in like, a law firm, there's going to be the managing partner, yeah. and then the other partners. Do they come in senior late? Senior partners. Do they have young partners? assistants? Like yeah, yeah. Usually they'll come in late. Well, usually the senior partners will have older assistants. Ooh. Yeah, because they've this been is... with each other for so long. Oh, my. They know how the other person works. This is so dull. Why are we talking what about this? What do you mean? How? I hate this. How? Okay. I'm on right. vacation right now. Well, to be honest, with you, I want to talk about those years you spent finding yourself. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't get into that right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. I'll respect that. For oh, sure. man. I'm sorry. I didn't realize no. that, that was what the story was going to be about. No, 100%. Okay. I'm not. You only talk about what you want to talk about. In the immigrant section, you got to be comfortable. <laughs> Sit back. There's a lot of things I talk about, but you gotta you gotta come to my shows to hear it. I just don't want it in a podcast format where people can download it. Like a lot of stories. A lot of yeah, stories. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like that's <laughs> you why know I mentioned my stories. Like, yeah, like, like when I was talking about that ten minutes, pretty much the last time I saw you do ten minutes. I don't I'm even like, know which you one. Have, you have, oh my God, you need to talk about the years of finding yourself. That's, oh, no. You would, that would be No, I think a lot so of the stories uh, were during while I worked in law. Okay. So a lot of things overlap, which is yeah. why I can't talk about stuff. Okay, I respect Oh that. my God, now people are going to Google the shit out of me. My boss gonna is going to Google fine. the shit out of me. You know, okay, I'll tell you what happened to me, okay? I, when I was in the States, I hired a lawyer uh -huh. from a website where you put up your case and lawyers bid on it. And I literally hired the lowest bidder. 
Okay, that's it, weird. Yes, like a dumbass. And and I learned a lesson very quick. Pretty much the name he gave when I hired him versus the name he used when like he was already paid, it switched. And when you Google search the new name, he's got fucking mugshots online. He's like a lawyer who's got Your lawyer's this bar. a criminal? Yeah. I, Amazing. And I'm still fighting him with the Michigan grievance attorney. So did you lose if you whatever case If you live in Michigan are listening to this, <laughs> do not work with Demetrio Timbin. Timbin? Okay, Google that. Demetrio Timbin. Sounds like okay? you're trying to say Timbin. That man cool. robbed me in cold blood, and I'm still trying to get to the bottom of it, okay? What did you hire him for if you want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I hired him to apply for my green card in, in the States. Oh. He took the money, and I went to California, and I just... Uh, I just trusted him too much because he did something well, and then and then he tur- he crossed me. He just it was he started sending me emails saying the reason I didn't pick up your phone calls because I was in the hot tub, and when I stood up, the phone fell into the hot tub, and like these kind of emails. What? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I got robbed. You know what I mean? That's hilarious. When lawyers rob you, they do it in the in a way in the system where it's like you can't fight them. It's like that sounds like something you can fight. What you just said. He has so many th- things where he substantiated in like one way or another. There was always something he said. So, so like there's so much documents that I have to give the grievance. <laughs> but I mean like your retainer, like it's just gone. You spent it on nothing. Yeah, no, no, I gave him an amount of money uh, to do a, a, a specific service. Yeah. So there was a an agreement, an engagement agreement. Right. I didn't retain him. He just was going to do one thing. And right. he kept that money. And when you apply in the States for a green card, the va- the vast majority of people get denied. Right. So he falsified the document saying, look, thanks for your application. And then six months later, he goes, oh, uh, you, you got denied. And there's no paperwork. There's no case study. There's nothing. When I ask him to see that stuff, right. he's like, oh, uh, I, I will follow it up with my uh, uh, secretary. And then you call the secretary. He's not in the office. He's never been in the office. He's evading a million people on Google. He owes like 18,000 back checks. It's just a straight up criminal. Eighteen thousand is very little for a lawyer to owe. By just boy. like a, the most, <laughs> the most recent uh, one in like some state. Okay, okay. The point is, straight up robbed by a lawyer. Never been robbed in my life. Well, well, you know. <laughs> do you have any robbery stories? Robbery stories. Well, not. Uh, do you have any robbery stories where you? No, nothing that's very interesting. When I was eighteen, I was dating a guy, and his uh, basement apartment got broken into. Turns While out you were it was there? A, no, no, no. We were not at the place. And then the cops came and me and his friend's girlfriend and him were there. And he's like, whoa, what's the setup with you three like? And got really gross with us. That's about the most interesting part of that. Turns out his friend robbed him. The end. It wasn't that exciting. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. There was just no buildup. <laughs> like, no, like, no. I'm not going to let you get emotionally invested in this. It was his friend. Okay. It was his friend. It was Everyone his friend. He's not his friend anymore. No one's friends anymore. Can I ask this? Have you ever um, gone back? Uh, maybe not back is the right to word. Bangladesh? Have, you gone, have you gone to Bangladesh? I've gone. I've gone five times. Fuck yeah! Five uh, times. Like what? What's the pacing? So I was two the first time. Yeah. I was seven the second time. I was eleven, turning twelve the third time. The fourth time, uh, maybe it was just four times because I, then I remember being twenty-one. And that was like in the middle of me being into the rave scene really hardcore. And I really just wanted to go to parties. Yeah. And my mom was like, she's being a big slut. I better take her with me just to make sure she doesn't slut it up while I'm gone. She's Barty Barty all day. Yeah. She needs to come. That is, again, not a Bengali accent. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being offensive for the sake of... I'm going to nail one of these I accents think it one just of these sounds, days. All of it sounds Sudanese. Yeah. <laughs> no, my mom would be like, oh, but, but, size Barty. Yeah, actually, actually that's, that, the exact that's exactly same what I was yeah. saying. Yeah, you're right. That's the exact same accent. We just figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally Can like you do an you, Italian accent. Yeah, it's is, literally is it like party, you party. trying to do your own wedding and ending up with an Indian wedding at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just my mom. Yeah. yeah. So you went five times. I, I want to say five, but it sounds like four now. So maybe it was four. And what's the last the, time was in 2005. And you speak Bengali? I do. Like really well? Uh, or well you can enough. Get by? Well enough. I can read it at a third grade level. Okay. I can write it at a first grade level. <laughs> Okay, I know. But I was born and raised in Montreal, so that's kind of cool. Around other Bengalis? So my mom taught me because she was a Bengali, like she was a teacher, a high school teacher in Bangladesh. Okay, fuck yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know if you ever went to Saturday school. Around, yeah, yeah, for Arabic. You know, 
Oh. I know all about it with all the other Arab kids. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Saturday school, they'd send me there to speak Bangla with a bunch of kids of varying ages. And they're all in like the, the local school system speaking English, right? Yeah, and they'd yeah, be yeah. forced in the class and recess would be mayhem. Yeah. Because this is the extra non-important school. Yeah, what? no, everyone hates it. <laughs> like, why do I have to go? Yeah, right. And then I also had an RB teacher or Arabic teacher after class. For Quran? For Quran, yeah. Yeah. So that was yeah. also like, what wow. the hell? You were man. in deep, yeah. Yeah, I hated it. I just, That's oh, so much school. Me. So much school. Did you, could you ever see yourself living in Bangladesh? I think I have land there. <laughs> yeah? If shit gets, if shit goes down here, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like, every, every time I've gone, it seemed okay. But, like, you know, as long as, like, terrorists haven't taken it over, I think it'd be fine. When you when you go there, like, do you stay in the capital? Yeah. So, my family lives in Taka. It, so which is? The capital city. The capital. Of, okay. Taka? Of Bangladesh. Yeah. And, okay. um, but there's, like, smaller, like, country places, which are really nice and serene. I mean, everyone's got a cell phone and internet. So That's, like, the world at this point. Well, you know what I mean? Even like, like, so, like, Congo. And so, like, I think there's, like, a condo waiting for me there if I really wanted to go there with an actual flushing toilet. Let me just say, we didn't have flushing toilets the first three times that just I went. Just a hole or? Yeah, a hole in the ground. It was a, yeah. an outhouse. Yeah. It was an outhouse, a squatty potty outside yeah. with its own, you know, doors and, like, walls and a roof. The, yeah, the one in Sudan had no roof that I used to use in the villages. So what would happen if it rained? <laughs> That's the funny thing. You just You just got to hold it. What now? Yeah, because it's like African desert. When it rains, it rains hard, and it and it rains quick. Bangladesh has floods. Like yeah, you're like, I'm you're not like, talking about gonna... Bangladesh. I'm just saying in Sudan. Yeah, no, in Bangladesh, like, you need a roof. Yeah, it's like roof is necessary. It's <laughs> yeah. gonna rain for months. <laughs> so when you went, did you ever actually get a feel of like? Because you're always in the capital. Your family's from the capital. Did you ever go outside to like the villages and stuff and like uh, with and get a feel for it? Yeah, I have gone to the villages, and they're very like I said, it was nice and calm and serene. Way less mosquitoes in the city. Uh, the city, I guess, there's so many people just congested together, right? And, like, I'm li- I'm staying in the suburbs when I go into the city. So my dad's family, my mom's family, both exactly, live in the city, yeah, but, like, it's suburban. Yep, 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 in so, Sudan, same idea. But when yeah. you go to the villages, you see a different lifestyle, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. Rolling hills, it's very green. It's, it's all very, green? Yeah, it was very green. Uh, a lot of palm trees, a lot of grass, a lot of, you know, like, just... People will have, like, not farms per se, but you'll go and, like, someone might own, like, a cow and, like, a calf. And that's how they get their milk. Is it a lot of uh, agriculture-based industry? Like, are people out hustling in markets? Or is the average person, like, a farmer when you go leave the city? Or? Well, I mean, I didn't really stay in the, the country very long, like, maybe a night or two. So, like, I mean, I'm just staying with extended family who are just... Maybe even not staying the night. Maybe I just stayed for like a day trip. You know what I mean? So just I just really went out to... there and came back. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when you're in the city, it's different because it's, like, people are hustling everyone's hustling there's a lot of day laborers and stuff like people you don't have a dishwasher you have a person who comes yeah. and washes your dishes because it just makes because there's such a disparity between the rich and the poor that like you can pay very livable wages for having a team of services at home yeah and it's not even like rich uh even like middle class or lower like like my grandfather on my, my mom's side they're not like super wealthy. They're a bit well off now because they now have their own building, a condo building. Let's but just say they went, made they... the right moves. Dude, no, my mom made these moves. Okay, my mom's the one who pushed everything. They lived in a tin house. I would go and stay at a tin house when I'd go visit Bangladesh. So people are just wandering the streets being like, hey, do you need someone to wash your dishes today? That's how that worked out. It's just like an Uber system, but with like no app. Yeah. You just go, do you need Do you need a ride somewhere? Yeah. No? Okay, you just go to the next place. Do you need a ride somewhere? Yeah, essentially. We're like, more like here. Like you just pay them like a few like. Daca. Sudan, same thing. They take your clothes. They bring them back ironed. And when they iron it over there, they have the cast iron. Yeah. And they put the hot coal in it. Yeah. And it's such a nice smell, the coal on the metal and the iron. So I'm this iron, like, they would put in the fire and then... Same, same yeah. iron, though. Isn't it a nice smell when you iron with actual, like, non-electric heat? I mean, I don't iron right now. It's so. smell to it. <laughs> when, I, when I was in the, when I did boot camp in the Navy, everybody is their specialty something, cleaning rifles or ironing or cleaning the room. My thing was iron. I'm sorry, cleaning rifles? Yeah, because it was the boot camp. It's the military. Oh, right. You yeah. just said military. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So everybody has their own thing, and my thing was ironing. I fell in love with ironing in boot camp. I would take everybody's shit and I would just fucking spend all Saturday just putting the nicest creases on a fucking shirt. Crazy. I don't even like brushing my hair. Like, so I can't see myself ironing. You can't enjoy a nice iron? No. 
No, Very satisfying. I actually like electric irons when they have like a little steam button. I like that smell. You like the sound too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? So I like the concept of ironing more than actual practice. Yeah, I rarely iron now, but I'm saying I could, I fall like a Zen garden, that same sort of appeal for me, like ironing. <laughs> Okay. You're just not at all into the iron. Not this at is, all. This is a, a just very informal chatter. I feel like you expected this to be some grandiose. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I'm like the last couple of things I've done have been in groups, like these podcast things. It hasn't been like one on one. What are the topics that usually? Do you go in with a topic for these things? No, it just flows naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Just like this right now. Yeah. Ooh. But like with other people, it gets crazier. I think last time I was talking about disco cocaine horses. Another one well, I was see, talking I've, about, like I've, the ocean being I've the scariest asked you place. About your years of finding yourself, I and... wasn't talking about me. <laughs> I wasn't talking about me. It was we were looking at tarot cards, and like a tarot card looked like it had a di- like what I perceived to be a cocaine disco horse. I know what a tarot card is, but I don't know if a lot of these immigrant section listeners <laughs> do. Can you explain what a tarot card is? I mean, uh, I would think that a lot of immigrants would know what. Tarot I don't know what it is. is. I just said that just to oh, sound. Okay. I don't really uh, know. You, uh, so it's like fortune teller stuff, basically, like reading cards. Reading your fortune so these cards have pictures on them i don't read people's tarot cards but i was having my cards read do you believe in it no okay not at all did it line up that day when you had them read were you like oh my god that is me not really you never thought that no okay no i think i was like the only person they've ever had on the show who's just like "Uh uh-huh was this pang stars (laughs) was it yeah i was on that i just had lewis molds on a couple of episodes back oh yeah how did that go yeah he's fucking dude he's the drug guy he he kept denying it like no he doesn't do that anymore no i never said right now i never said right now and viagra but i'm saying he's very experienced and uh well adventured in that realm Oh, yeah, we, no. had, we had a nice thorough conversation. No, he's all cigarettes and Viagra now. Yeah? Yeah. He takes he but he says he nibbles from it. What the Viagra? The Viagra yeah. Oh, I mean I per- he's a he's a little guy. But apparently that's a Swedish they do that in Sweden too. Well, I mean they all like, get fucked up and nibble like, on a Viagra. If you're like a young person yeah. and you don't have any health problems and you do a Viagra, you're gonna have a four hour boner. Yeah. And that could be dangerous. So I've I never can had see... Viagra. No? Never, never oh. I've needed it, don't get me wrong. I <laughs> 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 never had it, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, you, I would lie if I said like, "Yo, I've been hard every time." No, I've had that definitely. I remember once with condoms, each- especially condoms. Sometimes I don't know if it. So I one time couldn't get hard with condoms years back, and from that day, from that w- one time, I built an association in my head. So that, now you have PTSD with condoms. That's what it sounds. A little like. bit, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, yeah, exactly. So I'm like stressed out. So I'm then I'll be like, yo, I, I can't use a condom, but then I'm like. This, first of all, that's like, you're going to be fucked. You know what I mean? Like, that, you got to fix that. And I really think it's actually in your head. You know, I think it's a mental thing. Well, it can be. I remember, like, once I was getting into this threesome and the dude was, like, so excited to see two girls that he popped a Viagra. And it was just, like, one of those, like, things that was just, like, naturally happening. Like, it wasn't pre-planned. So me and the girl were both just, like, how does he have a Viagra ready to go? Yeah, exactly. How's that natural? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Because, like, it, it, like, the situation was natural. But he obviously was, like, I have this so much that, like, I'm ready to go with this. So it weirded us out. We still went through with it, but we still, like, I guess we just bitched about him later. It was oh, funny. yeah? Did he perform yeah. well, at least? Yeah, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I would hate, first of all, if I was, I've never done a threesome. Oh. But if I would, uh, and if I definitely want to do one, don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay. I will do <laughs> one for sure. Everyone who's listening, yeah. please help him yeah. out. Link me up. Yo. What's it called? Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen. But, like, if there was a Viagra there, 100%. I would, would just so, do it. Yeah, I'd be so afraid of, of, of not getting hard and having two girls just be like, <laughs> just like as a team chastise me. I couldn't handle that. I think we were just more like, what is he expecting? Because we know that because we're all in our, we're in our 20s right well, now. Four hours is what they tell you. They're like, if it lasts four hours, go to your doctor. That's well, like we the were worst just case worried. scenario. Four hours is a lot of sex. No one no, wants to have that much no sex. One, no one. No, 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 no. But <laughs> I'm saying that's that's when medical attention needs to be uh acquired you know yeah. what i mean like stab I your think, dick bleed it out i don't something. think it actually normally lasts that long it probably you come twice and it's i don't know if you i don't know if this guy even came once oh yeah <laughs> yeah wow that's he seems that very stressed like a, out see that's what i'm saying that's yeah. the yin and yang of life right there he he gave up all his personal pleasure just to like appease y'all and then with the no Viagra. One had personal pleasure. That's You're what right. happened. The Viagra ruined it. Yeah, don't do the Viagra before a three-way. Yo, this is a lesson. Unless you haven't had sex in like eight years and you're actually very nervous about not getting. Is it that up. common? Let's uh, before you got married. How often do you uh, come across guys who pop pills? Um, is that common? 
Not super common, but I mean, like, I, again, I was in the rave scene, so everyone popped pills. That's different. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not talking about, like, M or whatever. Right, but it would be, like, a oh, smorgasbord of everything. Yeah, right? like and you would need, it'd be coke and everything, so people would have <laughs> those pills to help with any sure, scenario. Sure, to counteract that, or, you know, just to have a heart attack at 25, whatever. That's a deep culture to be in. That It was a fun place to be. While you were at I was government there. Toronto all the time? <laughs> no, I'm not a loser. I just... <laughs> <laughs> that was a loser. I used to go there. Was just, that a loser spot? You just spat water everywhere. No, no I, I just was... I just didn't aim well. I'll yeah. have you know. Okay. okay, so we were planning on spitting it in one direction only. I suck. Okay. Uh, no, you spat. You did the opposite <laughs> of suck. Are you being literal right now? Yeah, I am. Not figurative. Uh, but yeah. So the gov. I just. It was just so mainstream for that culture. So, so I wasn't you were like, like in the fucking. I wasn't. A, I, I wasn't a poser. Sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was breaking into buildings and dancing. Yeah, yeah. Breaking into buildings. So would people just be like, <laughs> "How would that work? Would a mob rush a building? Because you need no, to you, get a sound send, system in you there. You send scouts ahead of time to see what buildings are sort of abandoned. And U of T has a lot of buildings, by the way. Like old buildings with books and everything that no one even goes to anymore. Abandoned, but they still get power service. Uh, no, you have to bring your own sort of like generator and cords and stuff. So. Oh, this is a huge thing still. Yeah. People are running diesel generators. I don't know if it's diesel. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just someone's yeah, out there feeding it. We're all just fuel. dying because there's so much fuel exhaust inside. No. No, it'd be outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd go into abandoned buildings, yeah. scout in advance, bring all the equipment and your own actual mobile power system. Yeah. And rave. And bring like five different DJs. So they have to bring their own music separately. Yeah. You know? and, and people are spinning on vinyl back then. So that's a lot of physical music to bring. Is this like mid 2000s or like? Yeah. And Early to mid 2000s. And what's it called? Uh, what, like how long would they run for? I don't know, six to eight hours. In the night, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So that's six to eight DJs. Actually, not five. Five sounds like. But when you're breaking in, you might have it last less long just because you don't want the cops to eventually yeah, catch you. Yeah, because if it's a break-in, like, how does that? You started at nine, you ended at six. That's usually how it goes. But how are you going to stay nine five. hours in an abandoned, like, off the beaten path completely? You, well, like, you have to sneak into the building through, like, a window or something, too. Jesus, this is a deep level. And how does everyone communicate with one another? Is there, there Facebook things, groups? This is before Facebook. So there was a thing called Pure Rave, purerave.com. <laughs> <laughs> I was huge in it. You can still find my presence there. What was your uh, username? Uh, I think it's Rushzilla right now. Okay. It used to be Rush trademark symbol. Like, okay, okay. you know. It was really cool. That was the coolest. You were like contributing to forums in there and everything? Yeah, it was a huge part of that culture. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What else happened? Let me see if I can find pictures. I mean, no one else on uh, and this podcast can see them, but you can see them. Yeah, I'd love to, and I'll I'll describe them briefly. Yeah. yeah. You're also filming this. This yeah. is not what I looked like back then. What so. I'm looking at here is a naked picture of Rush 15 years ago. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why she's showing site. me that. I... There are those. I'm not going to show you those galleries though. <laughs> they had private galleries. So you're not going to let me just like just you're not, you'll never be like look at this picture and hand me your phone, right? I just. Click the back and just start scrolling. Yeah, I just realized that I can't do that now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll screenshot it and send it to you as an image. Does someone ever scroll right by a picture you ho you know they saw, but they're not, like, addressing it? No. <laughs> that has never happened, ever. That actually recently just happened to me. Yeah? Yeah, like a, a picture. Was it your dick or your butt? No, it wasn't me at all. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's not fun. Yeah. Or not just funny. Like, oh, that's not supposed to be in there at all. Let's yeah. just pretend. <laughs> pretend yeah. that's not there. You don't have to find that photo. I, I just found a photo of me, like when I was. It's hard for you to see from there. But so, what would the talk be besides finding abandoned rave center areas? Like, what what happens in there? Like, is well, was it a drug market? Pretty much this whole website. That's not. I feel like that's what it would. No, become. it's supposed to be like so. You link up with other people who want to go to raves and stuff. After you go to your first rave, you get really addicted, and then you want to go find more places to dance and have all ever, that stuff. Would you ever go to one sober? I have recently, and you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, like I had a couple of beers. I had fun. I was dancing. Yeah, but like I'm older now, so it was just like I'm tired. But would you, you know? have fun back then if you were sober? Uh, I have no idea. It's really hard to gauge because I am not back then sober. Because <laughs> like I wasn't sober then. Let's be let's be honest. I didn't uh, start drinking until I was twenty one, but I used to go to that stuff. Like I used to, you know, Waterloo had Beta, that club. 
No. It's like a smaller government, let's say, a mini government in Waterloo. Okay. And uh, they would have all their rave and upcoming DJs there. Okay. And I didn't drink, but some nights I would do M. And once I started doing M, and the nights that I wasn't drinking or on anything, I felt so out of place and like so out of it. Like experiencing that kind of music on M one time really gives you like a like you're missing out feeling all the time, you know? Oh, like if you're not on it? Yeah. Okay, I think I think I had the opposite. My whole thing was uh, I had ecstasy once or something and went to a rave. It was like my first rave. And at first I'm like, I don't really get this music because uh, I'd gone to regular clubs at this point and I was fairly young. And then like I had this pill and it kicked in and I'm suddenly like, oh my God, uh, this is amazing. The Tetris theme song has never sounded better, you know, because uh, the Tetris theme song is dope. And How does it go? I fucked it up, huh? You did, you did. You're still trying to find an image? No, or what? no, I have, but then like <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not sure if I can show you this. <laughs> it's like now you're just now you're just updating your calendar. Now I'm just looking at just pictures so of myself rude. in the just, past. Just so rude. Do you have mad selfies when you look at your thing? You're like, fuck, I think. It's just me making out with so many people. Like yeah. I don't feel like it's appropriate. Jesus to show Rush, you. you're married. I wasn't then. I was like 19. Well, <laughs> your husband's gonna listen to this episode. He's gonna learn. Some he things. knows my past. He knows all these things. He's seen all these photos. Yeah, you showed him. Yeah, he knows. You're just like we have to be open about everything. So oh, he was a big slut too in like the punk scene. There's pictures of him just draped with women, so it's fine. How did he get into engineering after the punk scene? How did that work? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you you said it like it's a phase. You're like, I, I, I he's just I, got this he's thing. He's still in the punk scene. It's not like that stuff. Did you have a, conversa- a passing conversation with your father? About punk? About engineering. Like, wh- no, what is no. It? If anything, my dad talked to him about Bob Marley and how he met him at his like deathbed. Your dad did? My dad did. Apparently, Bob Marley called him a Rasta man, then died. I don't know how true this story is, but this is the story he told that's us. That's so funny. It's, it's a it's hilarious like, story. Because yeah, that's such a possible lie. Yeah. It's that final moment of someone's life that you can just say anything Well, happened. he didn't like die right away or something, but he died later that day or something. I don't know. He, there was like a whole just thing. Just fast died. enough that nobody could corroborate the story, <laughs> yeah. right? Pretty much. He was dying in Germany. My dad was in Germany, and he was a huge Bob Marley fan, so they were letting people come visit him while he was on his deathbed or something. Why'd Bob Marley die in Germany? He was just in Germany while he was dying? Just to, like get medical attention. I think he was touring. Shit. Yeah. Okay. What's going on? What are you looking at? No, I was, usually Patrick is like would hop on that. And I was like, when did? Why would Bob Marley die in Germany? I feel like he would have. I think Patrick's googling it right now. Yeah, that's why. That's it's why something I, I should have done before I talked about this. Is corroborated my father's story. It's just a passing lie. It's definitely a lie. Let's be honest. I don't know. Is your dad known to have lying stories? Yes. Did, you, did anybody else ever tell your dad anything as their dying words? No. Like any big names? No. It was only Bob Marley. It was only Bob Marley. Okay, all right. That's a point for him. That's so it's only Bob Marley. Also, like he tried telling us this before, but the thing is he also makes up so apparently whenever uh me or my sister did anything bad, he'd say he had another daughter named Juleka. Zuleika? Yeah. But we were we're Bengali and Bengalis don't have like a Z sound, so they they say Juleka. Okay. So Juleka is a better daughter. She's not here right now, but she's going to treat me well, blah, 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 blah. And that's like fucking Iman and Bowie's daughter. You know what I mean? Like, it's just funny that it all circles back to like music from the 80s. Have you figured it out, Patrick? He didn't die in Germany. Ah. Oh, my, my God. My dad's a liar. Wow. Even that basic <laughs> geographical fact. You know what? Back then, they I didn't have Google. Yeah. So it's either that or he just went to a Bob Marley concert in Germany. Wouldn't it be fucked up if you waited till your dad's like dying moment, like when you're like next to him, like years and years from now after you lived a full healthy life and you're just right before he goes away into the ether, you're like, I know you're Yeah, I know Bob Marley didn't die in Germany. I know Bob Marley didn't die. So when he was in Germany, they diagnosed him with having like a more severe problem at at which point they, uh, he was trying to go uh, to Jamaica, but they flew him to somewhere in Florida where they had, uh, like, more cancer clinics. Hold and on a second. Hold on a second. So are you saying that Bob Marley was in a hospital in Germany at some point? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Oh, but this you, is going but, back to the realm of possibilities, and my dad's just an idiot. But he did say he died right after that. Oh, no, maybe no. he meant he died right after that when he went back to wherever, wherever that a country was. Yeah, he mm. left Germany, immediately went to Florida and died. Oh, oh shit. shit. Now you're dead. Now oh, we don't no. know. <laughs> 
fuck? Now we don't know. Oh, daddy, I'm sorry for calling you a liar. Does your dad have any other tall tales that you don't know about? No. This is like the only this one. This is it. This oh, is then it. I actually think this is true then. If <laughs> well, this is the only Bob one. Bob called him a Rasta man. Like, my dad's that cool. But it's, it, but is it, your dad would never say that, right? Like, that's not a thing he would call himself. He never himself. actually even told me that. He told another family, like a friend of mine, <laughs> a, a, a white dude named David who was visiting, or like he was he was renting the basement from them. And then one day my dad was drunk in the backyard, which he doesn't do often, so it was funny. And it's just like, this came out. And I'm like, what, dad? And then like, my friend's like, you know, if you just listen to your dad sometime, maybe you'd hear some pearls of wisdom. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, get the fuck out of my house. He's like, but, yeah, Bob Marley. Do yeah. your dad's accent before I go. I can't it. do it. At all? No, because it's a weird mix of like German, Bengali, and you know, uh, Indian something. It's not the stereotypical brown accent. The accent I do on stage is just to make white people happy. What's that one? Uh, I'm not doing that either because I stopped <laughs> doing it because it's racist. It's racist. Uh, are we running out of time like the, here? Okay, yeah, let's, it's actually getting late. Yeah, uh, I want to I know plug I, something. Yeah, plug away. This is your time. Oh my God, guys, guys. So today, it's Tuesday now that this is dropping, right? This will drop, let's see, this will drop next Tuesday, the 22nd. So this is Tuesday, the 22nd. Tomorrow at the Riverly. Riverly? Sorry, Riverly. 8 p.m. Uh, doors. Asian Comedy All Stars. Riverly Toronto. Uh, I don't think there's another Riverly, is there? Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, there's listeners from a lot We've of mentioned places. that we're from Toronto eight times already. Yeah, but let's been do some it again. Shows. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. That's actually a good point. I have been saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. Like so Toronto. your dad's not a liar, and I'm pl- I, and I'm uh, I'm plugging Toronto too much. Listen, Asian Comedy All Stars starts at eight tomorrow. Tickets advance are fifteen bucks, uh, twenty at the door. Every show has sold out, so Ooh. please get your ticket now. The second you hear this, get it now if you want in on this. You better repeat the time and place one more time. Rivoli, eight p.m. Asian Comedy All Stars, October twenty third. I'm going to be there. We have a sick lineup. We have Ernie Vicente headlining. He's been on here. Oh, and he's great. Ooh, killing yeah. it out and there. And my dad might show up and talk about Bob Marley. No, he won't. He will not be there. And obviously, if you do show up to Rush's uh, show and tomorrow. catch her on stage, tomorrow. which will be tomorrow, when you, if you hear, depending on when you hear this, you'll this hear all the stories Tuesday. I didn't tell you. On today. Wednesday night, uh, Rush is going to talk about the years where she found herself also how much i hate the ocean the ocean sucks fuck the ocean okay find out why come out to the show <laughs> why who hates the ocean right? find out why. i have a hot take you know, as always if you're listening on apple Podcasts, uh five stars for the podcast please it helps it get out and leave a comment maybe i don't know that'd be sick fuck yeah uh tell your friends about the immigrant section and full episodes come out on youtube the friday after uh the release just check the youtube channel out thanks so much for listening Peace.